Hello once again, everybody. I am the Common Sense American, and I am here to give your life a little dose of that thing that is missing so often, which is, of course, common sense. I'm not saying you don't have common sense. I'm saying that, for the most part, it does seem to be on its deathbed, especially in this country. Um, but uh, I, I want to start this week by... I want to repeat something my father said. Um, it was last week, and, you know, we were, as we so often do, me and my family, we were discussing the apparent decline of this civilization, which, well, it's, it's, you see it everywhere. You see it at every turn. You see the civilization is crumbling. Um, there's just no denying it. How, however you think we need to fix it, however you think, uh, whoever you think is at fault, Regardless of all of that, we are in a steep decline, and the rest of the world sees it. Uh, I, I hate to tell you this, but they do. Um, we're more and more becoming a laughingstock. We are more and more tumbling down the charts of the uh, in the categories that actually matter in in the categories of education and productivity and general overall happiness and contentment in the populace. We are just. We are, we've been falling down those charts, and all of it points toward an obvious decline. And the recent upheaval uh, in the past few years, the civil unrest, the protests, I mean, they, these are all the earmarks uh, of, a, of a society headed for uh, a major conflict and potentially disaster. That, that's just historically accurate statement. That's, you, you take a look at all the civilizations in in human history that have crumbled from within uh, or have just, uh, you know, basically imploded. And you see all these earmarks, you see all these signs. And I have spoken about this in the past, but this time uh, we were talking about this and my, you know, I always, of course, me and many others, we, we place the blame squarely at the feet of, of Democrats and leftists. And that's because it is their fault um, for the most part. Uh, uh, 50, 60 years of, of liberal policy that has dominated the country and spread to the point where it's now a full-on powerful regime that dominates every major element of society, entertainment, government, education, and the media, um, to the point where it's just all-out authoritarian propaganda. Um, and they are actively destroying the country in just about every step they take. And... My father, he's asked this before, and he's he tries to be as reasonable as middle of the road as possible. And he would always say, but why? What incentive, regardless of your political views, would you have to bring this country to its knees? Because many people on the right, let's face it, they do embrace many theories that there is an, you know, an active new world order that seeks to destroy this country and this civilization. And, you know, to... To that, you know, my father is saying, but to what end? Why? Why would anybody want to do that? What what purpose does that serve? Um, is it not just shooting yourself in the foot? You live here too. Um, why do you want to see it become a smoking crater, which is really where we're headed? What, what, what good is that? You know, if there's an active conscious movement to make that happen, as in, we are doing this to bring that about, to bring destruction about, to end government, to basically end society. You know, why? What, what the hell for? Would you, why would you do that? And he has a point, um, which is, you know, there's a reason why I don't 
I don't subscribe to many conspiracy theories because the motives don't really make any sense when you really think about it. Um, yes, there are there are movements and powers that seek to bring certain things to its knees and certain uh, facets of civilization to its knees, uh, but they're they're working towards a sort of a seismic shift. They don't want capitalism; they want socialism or they want communism, which will of course destroy the country within a very short span of time, as it's destroyed every other country that has tried it, from Russia to Cuba to Venezuela to Greece, broke forever. I guess uh, it, it doesn't matter; it doesn't work. Um, but, of course, the good old, well, we'll do it the right way, or uh, the other argument being look at certain countries in Europe that use socialist uh, policies to their advantage, and, and they have a uh, very high standard of living and very high uh, happiness index. Um, they're very nice places to live. They're, they're doing well. Um, in the response to that, of course, from people who are in the know, the people that understand how these things work, will tell you that most of those countries are actually not socialist. They embrace a lot of uh, government-funded programs. Uh, for example, there is, um, you know, there's like, there's time off. I think there's four to six weeks or something of, of vacation, paid vacation that they all get. I think that's France. But I think other countries get it too. Um, you know, there are certain, obviously, free medical care and everything, which I've spoken out before and why I've said why that wouldn't work here, because that has to work in a generally healthy populace. When the critically unhealthy outnumber the healthy, that system does not work. See, they don't have to worry about that. We do, which is a whole other issue. But anyway, um, they are more capitalist at their core. That is how they function. That is how they survive. That is how all countries really flourish under that umbrella of capitalism. And places like Norway and some of the other Scandinavian countries will tell you right out of the gate and say, look, we are not socialists. The Wall Street Journal did a uh, an in-depth article on this several years back explaining very clearly as to why these all these countries that you think are socialists are not not at their core, not in how they operate, not in their fundamental foundations of that country. They are not. Anyway, that is what they're trying, you know, of course, not bothering to get into that. Democrats seem to think that that's the way we should go, um, and we're going to do it the right way and go full-on authoritarian and, and basically tyrannical, and my father's going, why? You know, he's saying, why, why would you want to destroy things? And we have all the evidence in the world that says the direction they're going leads to destruction. So why? Well, my answer to that is that propaganda, when used as it's being used now, is an extraordinarily powerful tool. It is far more, it has always been powerful, but it is far more powerful now that we have the internet and, and the uh, capability and even expectation of being connected 24-7, 365. That was not the case, uh, for example, in pre-World War II Germany. They, they had to spread their propaganda in a much more, in a much slower fashion, in a much more, they had to be even more vigilant about it because you could sort of avoid it. You weren't always plugged in. You didn't have to turn on the radio. You didn't have to read the flyers. You know, you didn't have to go watch their propaganda movies. But they, they, so they really had to hammer it. In our case, imagine taking that kind of diligent uh, propaganda spreading mentality and giving them the, the internet, giving, giving them this, this constant connection. At that point, everything becomes a hundred times faster and a hundred times more potent. And 
you, when you see it every day, when a human being ingests the same message every day, and it's coming from who they are told are authorities on a certain subject who they have to believe, and if they don't believe them, they're considered immediately ignorant. Uh, they're considered, you know, second-class citizens. They don't want to listen to the truth, and that's how they will be branded, and they know it. So they listen and they accept. Propaganda is a powerful tool. If it's done correctly, you can make an entire populace believe that every that by spreading, for example, critical race theory. Or I just saw recently, it was on the Daily Wire, uh, the Park Service, a nonprofit group, put out a 17-page guide of basically how to be woke, how to speak in a certain way so you're not offending anybody. And it's just another guide that says the only people who can offend and be fascists are white people, who also are the only race that cannot be offended or are not allowed to be offended. They went so far as to say that white does not have to be capitalized while black does. This There is no definition for that other than full-on racism and fascism. And when you look at, for example, um, entertainment, whereas it's basically a mandate that there has to be a black person or a person of color, whatever you want to call them, a minority, in every single form of entertainment that is created today. Every single one. A television show, a movie, a play, a whatever. All of it. You can't even find a commercial that doesn't. That's a mandate. It has to be a mandate because with a population of 16% black in this country and I, I, it's less than that for Asian and other and 60% white, it would be impossible for any of this to happen unless that was a mandate. And you are able to pass that off as not being blatantly racist, which of course it is. It's black and white. Forgive the pun. You are able to tell people that this is an educated viewpoint, that you can even go so far as to say that nobody's actually in control of it, that everybody who is a certain color, in this case white, a certain race, not only has no culture, not only has no say in this, but has no way of actually atoning, has no way of actually fixing it. They will always be racist, they're born racist, they are racist, that's what systemic racism means. It's convenient that they use it this way because there's, no, there's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can say. There's nothing that we can um, argue. That's just the way it is and case closed. And so when all these people, like, uh, they have these consultants who are just Nazi crap bags go into schools and businesses. This is an actual job, by the way. You might know it. They will go and determine if they're diverse enough. And, of course, all they're really doing is making sure that there aren't too many white people in that business or school. That's all they do. They couldn't possibly care less if the entire business or the entire school was all black or another color. They don't care because they're not into diversity. They're into racism. Now, all of this can be happening, and they can still spread the message that it's not racism, that this is diversity, that this is equality, that this is somehow being tolerant. And people will buy it if you package that message in a certain way. You can make them believe anything. Make them believe the sun is blue. And it's not actually hot. You can make them believe anything. And this is what they're doing. You can make them believe that despite all the evidence of a society declining and collapsing right in front of all of us, every single day, violence on the rise, crime on the rise, laws unable to be enforced from immigration to people in cities going, okay, well, I guess you just shoplift because there's nothing we can do now. The, 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 general collapse of civilization and how people look and act, the stupidity levels skyrocketing, education plummeting, 
every government completely worthless. And anytime they try to do something, they just drop down an edict or a mandate because the only thing they can turn to now is authoritarian, tyrannical measures in order to keep what they deem as an out-of-control populace in control. That, that These are all the hallmarks of a country going down the tubes. And they just want to keep pushing the exact same agenda and tell you that this isn't actually happening. You can look at everything and compile every piece of evidence, every statistics that you want, and it shows it all points in the same direction. And they can do a pull a magic trick with their propaganda and say, look, see, look, that's not actually true. That's an illusion. For example, the supply chain crisis, which is happening right now, which, of course, is very real. You've got people writing for the Washington Post saying, well, no, it's, you know, stop whining about empty shelves. Stop whining about empty shelves? We're not whining about empty shelves. We're not whining about not being able to get treadmills or not being able to get certain things because we are, most of us all have more than we need to survive. That's not what this is about. This is about a very clear breakdown of a system that used to work. You can't just ignore that and brush it under the rug and tell us to stop whining as if we're going to forget that it exists or pretend that it's not serious. These are signs. And then you can tell everybody, oh, well, this is why it's happening, and completely avoid the real reason, which is after a year of telling people you don't have to work and we'll give you money for doing absolutely nothing. In fact, in some cases, more than you ever earned at your job. Oh, and by the way, the, the already entitled populace, way entitled, way socialist leaning on the left, going into the pandemic, then you throw down a bunch of these and start handing things out, make handouts insane, uh, make it so evictions can't happen, not for a month, but for a full year. I don't know. Can they even happen again? Or are we still railing against that? I, I don't know. Um, you throw all these down to the point where everyone, every loser, every leech, the, the war of leeches versus achievers and the leeches are winning and they're being told that that's the right way to do things. You add all this together and you pass it off. And a little present with a bow on top, and, and liberals will actually buy it. Because everything they see is telling them that. And they're all coming from what they are told to believe are ironclad sources, authorities that can be trusted. Well, we sent these people to school. We put them in positions of power because they are qualified to be there. They have been vetted as such. They are elected officials. They are... Um, or people who earned a certain job, right? Except that's not what's happening. In a world of political correctness, many of these people have their jobs because of political correctness, which we have seen already in Congress in recent years. Those people were not elected by anything but the identity uh, vote. That's all it is. And that is in infecting all of uh, society, infecting all the business, infecting all the politics. On top of that, when they all have to toe the same line or else be fired or silenced, well, what do you think they're going to do? These, This is their livelihoods, and it's a very well-paid livelihood. So, of course, they're going to parrot what they see with, or everything they hear and everything they're told to say. Those who push back against it, against a regime that has this much power, it's extraordinarily... Uh, well, it's not attractive. It's not a good idea. You have a family, you have a life that you've built to take these people on, especially at certain ages. People are not willing to do it, and I don't blame them. Um, but when you see this happening at this level, you you have to realize that it's not no longer about truth. It's no longer about uh, why are people doing this? Why, why would anybody want to bring this country to its knees? Well, the answer is, Dad, that they don't want to, they actually believe that they're doing the right thing. They believe in this despite 
every single piece of evidence to the contrary. They don't have anything to hang their hat on. Nothing. Nothing. There is no fascist society that's going in the right direction. None of it. Health, education, government, uh, productivity, society, uh, the supply chain, uh, retail, whatever. There, there's nothing that's going in the... Nothing. And all they can do is hang their hat on their social justice, which is completely meaningless and is, doesn't do anything and is causing the country to completely ignore all the actual problems. Um, they, they can't point to anything, and it doesn't matter. Because the propaganda is created in such a way that the majority of people who have been trained to accept all of this without question will accept it without question and will not listen to anything else because they're told very very clearly that it's not that any other sources are not viable any other anybody who says anything against this is a crackpot and should be dismissed and if you don't you are going to be the enemy too you are going to be somebody who we're going to uh, essentially spit out of our system. We don't want you. We're going to reject you, regurgitate you, get you out of here because you're not swallowing what we're giving you anymore. So fear, of course, is a cornerstone of all authoritarian and tyrannical societies. So the fear is being implemented uh, at this moment in that if you go against us, there will be punishment, there will be uh, pushback, there will be consequences, and you may not be able to recover. And that is why they're doing this. They don't realize that they're speeding towards destruction and oblivion. They really don't. Um, my my uh, One of my parents' employees, they run a very small business. They have a few employees. And one of them is from South Korea. And she went home a few years ago. And she visited Seoul and then came back. And she said that when she when she got off the plane in in South Korea, you know the airport is just it's sparkling, it's gleaming, it's shining, it's it's just pristine. You know, it, it's it's the way our airports really honestly used to look 50, 60 years ago. And she came back in through JFK, and you know it was such a culture shock, not in not just in these just sheer scumbags that skis all over the airport and all over New York now. Not just that, but in the state of disrepair that our airports and our institutions are in. Just the airport that surrounded the streets, that it was like coming into a third world country. She said it was like coming into, it's like coming into Baghdad. It, it's, you know, obviously that's a bit of an exaggeration, but you have to understand her point. And people who travel a lot are, are seeing this anyway. Which is why you're seeing so many expats. You're seeing so many people just getting out of here. Um, because even if we could turn it around, and I'm not sure we can, but even if we could, it will take some time before we're ever able to even get back on an equal footing with other countries in terms of infrastructure and education and quality of life. I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is. I know everybody still wants to believe America's the greatest country in the world. Well, there is no statistic that bears that out. The only thing that we really have going for us is the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, Declaration of Independence, which is the foundation of the greatest potential country on earth. That hasn't changed. And if we ever got back to that and stuck to that and sort of did a reset, we could again uh, become that. But we're not now. 
We're just not. There is no number. There is no statistic. There's nothing that says that we are. And the people who are out and about in the world know that we're not. It doesn't take long. Go to another country that, that's even remotely on a par uh, or was on a par with us 50, 60 years ago, they have sprinted on by us. And you see it, 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 it you, know, you wouldn't even be there for very long, a few days, and you'd see it, trust me. Ask people who travel a lot. You'll, they, sometimes they don't want to say it. You know, they don't want to insult their own country. They don't want to, you know, they're quiet about it. But if you, you know, you put the question to them and say, is that really true? A lot of them will say, yeah, I'm sorry, but it is. There are, you know, I'm not talking about Pakistan. I'm not talking about, you know, the Sudan. I'm, I'm talking about, you know, many countries in, in Europe and, and, and Asia and civilized countries that have just really honestly sprinted on by us. Anyway, I, I wanted to put that out there because I think a lot of people, you know, they ask the same question my father asked, which is why, why would you do this? Why are you doing this? Don't you see where you're going? And the answer to that is no, they don't see they don't believe that that they're doing anything that's destructive. They don't. Be, they believe they're doing right because that's what propaganda does. They believe that they're doing right because they're being because they're told that it's right. And when the individual, when the this only works by the way, when the assault on the individual hits a certain high point, when you tap, you know, you 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 just tap down the ability to think for yourself and basically tell you that it's a bad thing, tell you that achievement is a bad thing, discipline is a bad thing, ethics are a bad thing, morality is a bad thing, um, parenting is a bad thing, the nuclear family is a bad thing. If you can instill all the, if you can tell everybody that all the virtues of life and society that have worked, if you can somehow make them believe that all these things are bad, including your own thought process, and all that's bad, we're going to tell you what's good because we're the ones in charge and we're, we deserve to be here and you should listen to us. That's it. The real statistics don't matter. Don't listen to that. That's all just conspiracy theory. Except there's statistics, but we're still exposed to ignore them. They really believe. And they're, they're telling you that this is the way things are. Now, as for the people who want to really see this place go down, if, there be, if a person in power is doing that, um, I just say they're psychotic. I don't believe, I, I can't believe there's that many of them. Because again, in that case, I don't know what their end game is. I guess it's to just eradicate everything off the face of the earth and build from scratch out of the dust, I guess. Some insane people over the, throughout history, uh, insane crazy leaders in, in human history, we, that's, that's happened. We've seen it. Biden isn't one of them. He doesn't even know where he is. Um, but I guess... The point is, the power of propaganda given modern day advances in technology and communication is terrifying. And it's really what has got a hold on so many, especially in this country, uh, which is why we have to fight back in terms of battling the message as best we can. We have to find a way to sneak in there because it's a blanket now they're throwing over everything. They're only, you're only going to see one message no matter where you turn. Whether you turn to the government, whether you try to escape via entertainment, whether you try to better yourself in education, or whether you try to learn things via the media, all four of those are sending the same message. So you're only going to get the same thing in your head. At that point, how, what are you going to do? It's very difficult to not believe it. That's the human way. You know, anyway, that's my spiel for today. Hope it wasn't too 
abstract or philosophical or psychological or anything. I think, again, I think it's just common sense that I'm putting into words here. Um, and I'm sure some of you, again, have thought the same in the past. So that's it for me. I appreciate the listen as always. Feel free to subscribe. It's all free. I don't do ads. I don't ask for private information and I don't ask for donations. I do this just for the heck of it. Um, I like to hear myself talk because nobody else, you know, I, I live in a very liberal state. It's, it can be very demoralizing because you're always silenced. So anyway, um, Thank you again, and I'll see you again next week.